The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire, learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories you create. Our brand is about three things, victorious in your life, contributing to society, and having fun along the journey. Seven Rock Life is a lifestyle that inspires and gives back with a mission to impact the world one life at a time. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this journey. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Steve here. Hope you guys are having an amazing, amazing uh, day and uh, you know staying safe. You know, during this time, I think more than ever, we are valuing and appreciating things that we sometimes didn't appreciate before. And I want to send a thank you, uh, you know, from the SRL family and everybody in the community. A thank you to all those that are serving, those that are on the front line, those that are serving the community, whether you're in the hospital, whether you're, you know, the post office or people delivering or people still open for food. We just want to say thank you. Um, I think sometimes the seasons of life that we go through, we sometimes don't always understand those seasons. But I think through this season that the world's going through, our nation's going through, whether it's health uh, issues with people and families, uh, with the virus or its economy and its finances, um, you know, I think the most important thing is to really direct your focus into the things that are, you know, coming about us that are great. Um, the community, the the neighbors, the love, the the appreciation, the time, you know, maybe off from from a, a race that you know we've always been just going, 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 and now it's time to kind of reset. So there's going to be great things that come out of this, and obviously there's things that are maybe not. You know, it's the pruning of life, right? And I encourage you just to stay positive. You know, this is a great episode by a good friend of mine, Arash. He's a four-time Olympia. He talks about mindset, uh, what he did in fitness, and what he does in life. And it's one of my favorite episodes, and you guys are going to love this. He's got a great spirit, great heart, and just really, um, you know, a great uh, asset to the world and uh, doing amazing things. And you can see his conviction, his boldness, but this is something that you're definitely going to take a lot of notes and uh, share this with friends. You know, mindset is such a huge thing that we believe in. And, you know, when we look at our brand and you look at what we you know what we stand for we want to be able to give value to people and i think that's what's happening in the world you know when you look at srl we are you know truly our mission at srl is to inspire and nurture the human spirit and we do this through sharing ideas products and resources to provide value in the key areas of life so make sure you're giving value to those that you love and those around you during this time stay safe stay strong and um you know stay healthy we love you all enjoy this episode Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Rock Life Show. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko, and I'm here with a great friend of mine, Arash Rabar. What's going on, my man? What's up, Steve? Thank you for having me, brother. Ah, it's awesome to have you here. And, you know, I'll have uh, Arash give a little back on himself, but real quick, uh, he's a four time Olympian and uh, he's got, you know, sponsorships in, in different, you know, in clothing brands and fitness. And he grew up in New York and Long Island, uh, in New York City as well. And he's got a, an amazing story and background. We got to meet through uh, a friend of, of a friend, and we were uh, just talking. And I was talking to the the group. There it was a group of about twenty people. And I looked over and I looked at his biceps and how big he was. <laughs> I said, "I guess you don't work out." And that's how we met. <laughs> yep, the rest uh, is history. But we're so excited to have you on the show. You really, uh, we, you know, we were catching up for a little bit about just your story of growing up, 
Um, I know you have a, a Persian background and grow, growing up in Iran, um, being a four-time Olympian, I mean, I'm sure you've learned so much from that and really excited for the audience and for, you know, SRL Nation to hear, um, you know, the wisdom that you've learned along the way and that you continue to, um, especially with the world and where we're at now, you know, this is uh, being filmed and being talked, you know, obviously with the coronavirus and uh, social distancing, but I think, you know, and we'll get into it, the mindset that it takes to, to be successful in whatever you're doing in your life. And through times like this, it's the mindset that's going to get you there. And that's how you became four-time Olympian and, and continue to do great things. So, so excited to have you on the show, Arash. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Awesome. So yeah, give a little background for the, you know, for the audience and, um, you know, where you grew up, kind of your story. And, you know, it's pretty sure. So I was born in Tehran, Iran, uh, right around the Islamic revolution. And it was just mayhem and chaos and no one knew what was going to happen, including my parents. It was my mom, my dad, my sister. She was five. I was one. Um, and they, they didn't know what to do. Uh, borders were closed. No one could leave the country. It was a very fear, fearful time and they didn't know how this was going to unfold. So we left. We literally escaped and walked out of the country. Um, luckily, my father's brother, my uncle, was here in the States and he was settled and he was a tremendous, tremendous help to us. Um, we got out of Iran, worked our way to Dubai and then flew here from Dubai. And I, so I pretty much grew up um, in the U.S. So I was born in Iran, but I grew up in the U.S. Um, and my parents were restaurant owners. They worked in restaurants. I worked in restaurants since I was 13 for about 15 years. Uh, it was a family business, and that's what we grew up doing. But early on, you know, I remember seeing pictures of Bruce Lee, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hulk Hogan, a little later in the movie, Sylvester Stallone, Van Damme. And it was just like that's what a, a guy was supposed to look like to me. You know, it was just macho, manly, muscular. And I just took to it. My father was also a martial artist and he, he taught Kung Fu in Iran. So he was really, really big into that and got me into martial arts. So before weightlifting, before any activity or sport, I got into martial arts at a really early, early age. And I fought for about, I'd say like 15 years or so. Um, but I started playing with weights in my bedroom at, at like 12 years old. I got my parents to buy me a preacher bar and I started messing around with weights and it, it was just something that I just felt like I had to do, you know, and you look at pictures of me with, even when I had no muscle and I was this tiny little shrimp, yeah, I'd be posing and I had like little bandana on and, you know, um, mimicking Sylvester Sloan and mimicking Arnold. So this just blossomed and kept growing and growing and growing. And then I was going to the high school gym when I was in middle school, training uh, in the football team's weightlifting room, started playing football. When I started playing football, I really started lifting weights. So like 13, 14, I was in the gym. By 16, I was like a miniature bodybuilder. I had pictures of myself. I was already eating my meals, researching about um, training, researching about nutrition, drinking a gallon of water. I didn't have anyone around me that was a bodybuilder or to mentor me to get into bodybuilding. Um, so I didn't really know how to do that. I wasn't even thinking of competing, but I could have easily competed as a teenager. And then, you know, those are the, the foundational years. Um, and those are the years that really mold us and make us the men we are today. And so it started off just loving it, excitement, feeling really good, building muscle, standing out from the crowd, being stronger. And then it just became a part of me, became who I was. And once it, you know, so many years passed and I did it on a day-to-day -day basis consistently. It was just like brushing my teeth. I, I couldn't be without it. It was like breathing. Became who you were. Became who I was, absolutely. And I wasn't competing. 
you know? And in my twenties, people used to ask me, and I used to ask myself, like, I would not miss a meal. I would not miss training um, sessions throughout the week. I would drink my water, take my supplements. And I was so, I was almost more regimented in OCD back then, never even competing than I am now one of the, the top classic physique competitors in the world, you know? Um, so it was interesting and I didn't know why, you know, when people would ask me, I just knew I had to be doing what I was doing. I wasn't sure why exactly besides the love and the passion, because it wasn't unfolding to a career. It wasn't leading to a competition. I wasn't being sponsored. There was no YouTube and Instagram back then. I just knew that I had to be doing this. Yeah. You know, and it consumed a lot of my life. You know, you hear a lot of stories of people talking about how much bodybuilding did for them and taught them. And absolutely 100%. I'm one of those people. It's, you know, it, it made me the man I am today, a lot of discipline. Um, but it also took a lot away from my life. I can't lie. And I see that in a lot of young guys today too. It's, it's all consuming, you know, there'd be times where I'd, I'd someone would ask me to go out or do something. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't want to miss a meal. I'm gonna stay home. So, but, um, you know, that's it. It just, it just became a part of me. And, and I didn't really compete till I was 34 years old and that's, uh, 21 years in. Wow. What age did you start again? You said like, honestly, 13 years old, 13 years old. And yeah. being like, you know, the Sylvester and Arnold and everything, you're just like, Hey, that's what a man, you know, should look like, you know, for you. That was like, Hey, that, that's, that's inspiring. Yeah. I guess I just, it's, I've never wanted anything to be, I never wanted to be like others from back then till now. I like things that are extraordinary. I like things that are unique. I, you know, from cars to motorcycles to my physique, I don't want to blend in. You know, I don't want to be like everybody else, you know? And, and um, it quickly, quickly came to my attention that having a stellar physique, it doesn't, you don't have to be a mass monster, but being in shape and having a nice, healthy physique it stands out and it, and it says a lot about that individual. There's a lot of people out there with money and shiny things and watches and cars, um, but their mind, body, and soul isn't exactly up to, up to that level as their, their, their financial well-being or their, their Ferrari or whatnot, you know? Yep. So to, I never wanted to be shiny and pretty on the outside and rotten on the inside, so to speak. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question through that time, right? Because I know for sports for me and, and, and fitness, and you said karate and all that, you learned so, many, so much mindset you know, towards it. And I think more than ever in today's world with what we're going through, um, and even if we were going through stuff or not, there's a mindset that has to happen, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mom, a dad, a business person, you know, um, you know, a, a career or an athlete, right? Whatever it is. Um, what, what were some of the top takeaways if you had to pick out two or three takeaways that you learned the mindset, you know, from, from working out from, you know, winning four time, you know, Olympia and all that, what, what did you take away if you had to pick out three things and kind of dissect those three things and why? Well, first and foremost, there was so much that I was learning from mentality and mindset and how important it was without even knowing. Because like now it's big about, you know, motivational speaking and, and podcasts like this and self-help and mindset. But back then I was just doing what I was doing. I wasn't thinking of what's, where's my mindset? Where am I on a conscious level? But, you know, th th my biggest takeaway is that I don't care who you are. 
I don't care where on this planet you are and what you've been given, what you're blessed with genetically or people are helping you or not. The way you view yourself, the way you view the world, the way you view what it is that you want to obtain is everything. And everything else is nothing. So you can be in, you know, to, to bring it to, to exactly what we're talking about, you can be the most genetically gifted bodybuilder on the planet with the best bodybuilding coach. You can have the best quality protein, the best supplements, the top of the line gym. But if your core belief, I'm not talking about the positive thinking on the surface that you see a lot in social media these days, that's just fluff on the surface and it's a lot of cheerleading. And if your core belief about yourself and about your desires and about the world are not in line and match and frequency as what it is you want, you're not going to obtain that. So the core beliefs about yourself, are you a winner or are you a loser? Are you good enough? Or are you not good enough for what, you know, the first seven years of our life, basically, our, our parents, our neighbors, our friends. So if your core beliefs are not in line, the genetics, the coaches, the facilities, all that stuff. It, it, you will not be the best version of yourself. So a lot of people are always arguing online about, well, you know, we can't reach where you are because we don't have X, Y, Z. We can't, we're not in the America. We don't have the genetics. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to lie to you. If you don't have superb genetics, you can't be one of the best athletes in the world, bodybuilders, baseball, football, whatever. But every single individual can be the best version of themselves. Maybe you won't be the best in your gym. Maybe you won't be the best in the world, but you can still progress. But I see a lot of people saying, well, because I don't have this, because this is too hard, because I don't have the genetics, I'm just not even going to try because I can't be the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, that's right on point. Let's, let me kind of reverse engineer. Um, I like what you said before about, you know, the surface and being on the surface and then like being kind of really ingrained, Right. Because a lot of the times, like that inner core, that strength, that, that mission, that purpose, if you don't have that, that inner si- inside strength, you won't go out on the days that you don't want to go out. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And for you, what, what motivated you, you know, Arash? What, what kind of, um, what's in, what inspired you to keep going? Because I give credit. You know, I see a lot of guys yeah. have friends that are just, you know, continue to build muscle and, um, continuing to move forward because it translates, you know, what you do in the gym is what you're going to do in, you know, in life a lot of the times. And yeah. Forward. So what, what inspired you? I mean, I got this question in interviews for like the first four years of bodybuilding. When I, when I first started getting big on the scene, every interview would either begin or end with what motivates you. And I'd always give some answer and it wasn't a lie. It was just what I thought at the time. And then about two years ago, someone asked me in the interview and I paused and I took a few moments and like, are you there? You know, it was the reception. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have any motivation. It's, there's no external motivation. I feel like if you need external motivation to get in the gym and bodybuilding, stay fit, maybe it's not for you. You know, I don't need to be motivated to eat a burger and fries. I don't need to go uh, to be five motivated. <laughs> yeah, five guys. I don't need to be motivated to go to dinner with my girlfriend. You need to motivate me maybe to clean my apartment or do my laundry. So for me, I look up to and respect a lot of bodybuilders from the 90s and Arnold, of course, and I learned a lot from them, but I would never think of them when I was suffering dieting. I would never think of them when I was just really tired and didn't want to get out of bed. 
to do cardio at five o'clock in the morning when I'm starving and really want to eat a cheeseburger. It's just that what I was doing was so important to me. Being the best that I can be and not stopping till I get to it or as close as I can possibly get to it with my physical and mental strength, that meant so much to me that that's all I needed. And till this day, that's all I need. Now, I've had a lot of hardships in the past year, which I want to share with you. And, and a big, that's really where it's at. Like you really, it's, everyone always asks the super successful person. Everyone always asks that person, you know, how they got there and their motivation and this and that. And everyone always asks the guy in the gym with the biggest arms, how he got the arms. They ask Arnold how he got his chest. No, no, no. Go find the top elite bodybuilder. That's one of the best in the world that has lagging body part and ask him how to build it. Because if he's at that level and he's that hard of a worker and he wants to be better and better and better and he has small chest or small arms, believe me, that guy asked everyone on the planet and did all the research possible. He has the answers. So ask, ask the elite athlete or the entrepreneur or the CEO that has failed and gotten back up. Ask them. You know what I mean? So a lot of times people ask us when we're in our prime and we got the ball rolling and, and we, don't re, we haven't really hit any hurdles or any hardships. You know, for me, those times, I had no aches and pains. I was feeling great. I was in a good mood. I was successful. And it was, it was, it's never easy. It's, it's always hard. It's always difficult. But it was a lot easier than it has been this past year. This past year, I had a lot of um, physical bumps and bruises and pains, and it affected my sleep, and then that affected my mood, and then it was just like a, a trickle effect, and I realized that my mindset shifted. So my mindset was always in a positive place. When I was training, it was, I'm getting bigger, and envisioning my muscles growing, envisioning developing, you know, going through the movements just waking up nine to five, working, putting in the hours, showing up at the gym, eating the meals, it's not enough. If you're not envisioning the end result, and if you're not in line, energetic frequency in line with your goals, it's not enough going through the motions. And when I started having aches and pains, getting down on myself, having trouble sleeping, having anxiety due to that, all that stuff happened, my mindset changed. It changed. Immediately it changed, and it reverted back to maybe a state of what I learned when I was younger, but it was just constant negative thoughts and feelings and it's it's hard it's really really hard to not have those feelings and thoughts when you wake up to a reality like an injury for instance yeah you follow me yeah no and what's interesting is because you said it before you came here you know from iran and your family was fleeing you know war and things happening and and if you were not strong like mentally strong emotionally to come here you know to america to escape that you know, you, it's either, you know, you, you got to survive, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's people that are going to survive and there's people that are going to recreate during this time because, you know, people lost money, stock market people, you know, there's going to be um, effects of this, right? But at the end of the day, you said it earlier and we'll go into that because you have people that message you and DM you all the time about, hey, I want to get sponsored this and that. But if you're not giving value on your page or videos or in life, no one's going to want to, no one's going to be attracted to you, Right. Yeah. And you don't just ask for value, you give value and then people will come, right? So maybe talk about what you saw growing up and how that translated because I know with my parents being from Europe and hearing my stories, how my grandpa came here and what they had to go through, I'm like, he had, had a strong mindset 
to, to go through the military and go from Russia to, to Europe to America. And it's like, man, we're on such a thin thread. But I think you have that. And then it translated into, you know, sports, into karate, into bodybuilding, and then into where you're going now and to business and, and so on and so forth. So maybe touch yeah. on the mindset that you saw with your family and then what else, you know, people can do, you know, to, to push through as you have adversity. Yeah. You know, for me, I learned a lot on my own, unfortunately and fortunately. I say unfortunately because I think everyone, every young man and woman should have someone to look up to and mentor them. You know, I don't have any kids, but I always said, if I have a kid, I'm going to make this kid into a little monster because I'm teaching him everything I knew. And I understand, I understand the first seven years of a child's life, how important it is. Our parents and a lot of older generations didn't know this stuff. You know, we are the self-help generation. So I feel like I learned a lot on my own growing up and I, I had to go through a lot of hardships, unfortunately, to learn a lot. Um, I was very lost at an early age. My parents came here and there was a lot of stress. It was very scary. You know, they had to work. My father, I think, slept three hours a night for about 10, 15 years because he was going to university to study English, but he was working like 15, 16 hours a day just to pay the bills. Um, and one thing, I didn't learn this back then, but I realized that in retrospect, looking back, my dad worked very, very hard and he was good at what he did. He was in the restaurant business and he had a, a successful restaurant. People knew us because the restaurant, but he would, he never became like financially wealthy, so to speak, what we say. We got by, we lived in a very wealthy neighborhood, but we weren't very wealthy. So he struggled to live there for the school district, but I grew up around a lot of wealthy people. And what I learned from that was that you can work your ass off, okay? You can put in the hours, just like I said before, and go through the motions and work hard. But if you don't do it with one direction and an actual goal and two, a uh, positive outlook and uh, you know, a smile on your face, being very confident and knowing that you're going to succeed and you're going to get to your goal and, and result that hard work. It, it doesn't pay, man. It just doesn't pay, you know? And, you know, people say you need to start from the bottom and you need to work hard, no pain, no gain. And we've come to realize that, no, that's not the way things work. You know, it's, it's not, it doesn't work like that, you know? So back to back to your original uh, question and topic mindset. So it's not, I say this to guys about, um, when they ask me what, what exercises to do for their, to build a chest, right? I'm known for my chest and my shoulders. So people ask me, but this isn't only for the gym. This is for every single aspect in life, relationships, work. It's not what you do in life and in the gym that's as important, but it's how you do it. There are multimillionaire CEOs, lawyers, and doctors, and also multimillionaire uh, guys that take people's trash out you know, waste management companies or a guy that made buttons. So it's not necessarily what they're doing, but it's how they went about it, you know, and the mentality that you have. And, you know, a part of me says, I wish I learned this earlier and I wish I had someone to mentor me and show me this. Uh, Cause I feel like I was very, uh, very lost for a, a big period of my life growing up. Um, but I also learned that Hard work. That's what I learned growing up. Hard work. It wasn't about the mentality. It wasn't the mindset. No one was telling me that. I just saw everybody working, working, working. And I did too. And it didn't pay off. I mean, I was working 
in the restaurant from the age of 13. I was a busboy, then I was a waiter, then I was a manager, and then I owned my own restaurant. We worked six, seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Our restaurant was open from 11 to 11. What kind of restaurant? We, it was a Persian restaurant. So Persian kebab. food is so good, by the way. Persian food is the mildest of the Middle Eastern cuisine. So there's no like crazy spices or anything. So everyone loved our food. I love Persian. We had American customers, Oriental customers. Everyone loved the food. But we had like belly dancers and singers on the weekends. Really? So Yeah. So I would work till 3, 4 in the morning. I, would pl I played football as well. And so I would play football, have Saturday games, go to work at about 5 o'clock, all bruised up and bleeding, mm -hmm. and then work till like 3, 4 in the morning and just do it over and over again. And then at the age of... 19 while I was in community college, I became a licensed stockbroker. I got my series seven and my series 63. So I was a hard worker, but it never paid off. You know, like it, none of it ever paid off. I never became independently wealthy back then. And now when I look back, I know exactly why I was good at everything I did. I was a really nice, honest, quiet, sweet kid. And I was a hard worker by any, any, any standard, but I didn't believe that I would be successful. When I think back when I was a stockbroker, I walked into the firm and the guy that I worked for was in his like mid twenties and he drove like $80,000 Mercedes. He had a $30,000 Rolex on with diamonds and everybody was making like minimum 20 grand to like 50 grand a month. And this is back in like 2001. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, they're going to give me a check for like 10, 15,000 a month. Like, ah, I don't see that happening. You know, so I was putting in the work. I was showing up there. I was actually pretty good on the phones, pitching and cold calling and all that stuff. It was total boiler room, like mentality and young yep. guys going crazy on the phones, but nothing ever came of it because of my core belief. Interesting. Now I want to actually touch on that. You said something that's so, so right on point, your core belief and like, like knowing you're going to win, knowing that I was just talking to a group that I mentored just um, uh, yesterday. And I said, you got to have that victorious mindset already because like people, friends, not that they mean it, you know, but it's like they, they, they'll pull you down, but like you're, you're born to be victorious. Was that always something you had in you or something that you had to work on through a mentor reading, listening, or is it something was it a muscle you built up? Um, you know, I don't think it's something, I, I think if you're born, like there might've been an underlying feeling that I was meant to be a leader, meant to be victorious. You know, my name, Arash in Farsi is basically like Hercules. He's really? a mythical warrior. Yeah. My last name means loyal leader. So there was maybe some underlying belief that I had, but that's all it is. Without me building the tools, putting those tools together and working hard and utilizing it never would have came, came about. It never would have happened. You know, we, you know, we, I could, you can call it law of attraction. You can call it energy, God, the universe. Bottom line is we get whatever we focus on. Nobody is going to be negative and down and worried and stressed and then just fumble across an awesome opportunity and have it work. Now, everyone has opportunities, whether they see them or not, they come and go. Everyone has them. Everyone gets a break or whatever you want. I don't believe in handouts and, and luck, but so many people don't utilize them. So many people uh, fail. They don't, they don't, it doesn't work out for them. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's, it's all about your mindset. Whatever you believe, you ask somebody, Hey, do you think the world is a beautiful place filled with joy, laughter, love, and, 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 whatever or do you think it's a dark evil place 
the right answer is whatever they say. It's both. It's both. But if they say they believe it's a dark, evil place, then it is for them because that's where their focus is. So good. That's so, ah, man, so (laughs) true. Yeah. So this time right now, there's, yeah, there's, you know, like you look at this time, there's beautifulness to it because people can spend more time with their, say, family. Yeah, it hurts financially, right? But, but there's wealth in other areas. So that's your, what you said is, I love it. So right. Like, like that, you know, that's, I'm still struggling in a lot of aspects of my life. Just because I know this doesn't mean I'm like, you know, knowing something and mastering it are two different things, but this has become so evident and so clear to me over the past, like, like 10 years, but more so five, six years. And especially that I've been successful in this realm and through social media and bodybuilding, I've been able to meet so many different people and successful in different realms of, of life. And I've rubbed shoulders with, had conversations with and competed with some of the best bodybuilders of all time. Some of the best bodybuilders of the 90s that I used to look up to and watch on TV, I'm friends with now and I have their cell phone numbers in my phone. It's, it's surreal. But what I've come to realize is that, you know, it has n- nothing to do with their genetics and politics and this and that and so much to do with their mindset. And when I say it has nothing to do with their genetics, the best bodybuilders of all time have superb genetics. But I've rubbed shoulders with and competed with guys that blow me away genetically, destroy me genetically, and they never can beat me. And having, I just did a Muscle Talk uh, podcast show with my good friend, George Peterson. He's top three in the world class in physique for three years in, the, uh, three years in a row, and he's moving on to another division. And just talking to George, he just embodies what I'm talking about. The guy is happy, healthy, confident, and trains hard every single day. And he has a goal and there's just no doubt in his mind. Whereas there's a couple other bodybuilders um, that, in my opinion, have better shape, structure, and genetics than myself and maybe even George, but they just can't even come close to us. And when you talk to them, you understand why. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse. It's always someone else's fault. The judges didn't do right by them. You know what I mean? Yep. So they're, they're, they have the same capabilities that we have. They have the same food and the same training, the same diet, but they're choosing to put their focus and their energy, which is everything, you're right, your soul, their energy elsewhere. And I think, can you maybe elaborate on that? Because a lot of people want to have maybe more things happen in their life, more results, more opportunities, right? You know, I think breaks do happen if you're prepared. Uh, you know, but if you're not prepared, then it doesn't really happen. So how do you, how do you create, you know, people that are listening to this, where you're at the gym, driving, um, at home, uh, if you should be home, if you're listening to this, depending on the time that you're listening to this, um, is how do you create an energy that creates momentum in your life? You know, I think, yeah. Uh, so, okay. First and foremost, you have to know what you want and everyone's like, Oh, I know what, no. Most people don't know what they want. Most people think they know what they want, right? It's because they, their parents told them this or their friends all do this or this is what's cool on social media. Being a social media influencer, I don't even know what that means, um, and being big on social media and having a presence and making content, it's not all fun and games and it's a lot of work and, a lot, in my opinion, a lot of responsibility. That being said, I think people have to detach from their phones from social media, TV for a few hours, maybe a few days, go take a walk, meditate, try to meditate if you don't know how, 
and be with yourself and just be like, what do I want out of this life? That's number one. Okay. That like, that, that needs to be done. A lot of people don't really know what they want and they waste a lot of time chasing something, obtain it and then realize, Oh, this isn't what I wanted. So figure out what you want. Right. And then you need to write down a plan best to your ability. You might, you're going to have a lot of wrong steps in the beginning, but you need to write down a plan and just start executing. So work hard, execute, get out there, but you have to do this all while believing with genuine faith. I always didn't love the word faith because I had it, I thought it had religious connotations, but no faith is just knowing that I am going to obtain this. Me and you, we play the lottery today and we have, this is an exaggeration. We wouldn't do this, but just to prove a point, we believe we're going to win the lottery on Friday. Okay. Now you have 50 grand in your bank to your name. I have 50 grand in my bank to my name. If we have genuine faith that we're going to win the lottery, we can blow that 50 grand for the next three days to Friday. Okay. So that's genuine faith, knowing without any restriction, not surface cheerleading BS of like, yeah, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make money. No, like genuinely believing it and seeing it. Now, vision boards and law of attraction and all that stuff is great. But the, the issue is that people aren't taught a major step. Okay. Thinking, people say thinking is powerful and thoughts are things. No, they are not. Thinking positive is a waste of time and it's not powerful if it is not backed by emotion. Mm. So if you don't, if you have a thought, a thought is not a thing. It's not very powerful until it's thought and held and held and held and backed by emotion. And when you get goosebumps, when you get that feeling, that's when you're vibrating and you're at that frequency. I just so, have goosebumps hearing you say that. <laughs> I, have, I have goosebumps right now too. So to, I, I'm, sorry so if I, I'm sorry if I go off on tangents and no, no, stuff, but I get great. so excited about these topics. Keep going, yeah. So, what to do? What do we do? Okay. So we, we did, we know what we want. We're working in that field. You have a job or you're on your computer, you're doing it. You have a list of things. How do you take it to the next level? You need to manifest, you need to envision and you need to vibrate at the frequency. How do you do that? Dream absolutely carelessly like a child. See, that's the thing. We all did this, but we all stopped when we became adults. Children don't think about how, when, responsible, is it, is it proper. Children just think about what they want and they get into the vibrational frequency of their desires and they just, they just melt into it. So a kid just says, oh, I want a house made of cookies and graham crackers. I want, I want to bounce off the marshmallow walls and eat the ceiling when I'm hungry. And they just, they just dream and get into that vibrational frequency of having a house made of candy and graham crackers. Adult says, <laughs> Sounds fun, but the sun comes out, it's going to melt. It's, if it rains, it's going to crumble. Now, of, of course, it's an exaggeration, but just dream, right? A vision board, make a vision board in your mind. Think about a Hollywood film. You're the star in that Hollywood film. What do you do? Who are you? How do people talk to you? How do people treat you? How do people view you? How do you dress? How do you view people? How do you talk to people? How do you treat people? Make this your favorite movie in Hollywood, you the star, your goal, your desire, make that in your mind and replay that shit every single day as often as you can. If you work hard and you have direction, you have connections and you're doing it and you're out there, but you're just like, oh, this is so hard. I'm not getting a break. This is so difficult. Why, why, why can't my parents be wealthy? Why can't someone help me out? I don't know if I'm going to make it. And you're not 
at that vibrational frequency of being successful in your field, well, shit, <laughs> you're not going to be successful. And if by some means you get a break and someone comes along and says, okay, you know what, hold your hand and gives you a multi-million dollar business and gives you a check and funds you, if your vibrational frequency is still crap what it was before, you will fail, you will lose it all, and you will mess all that up. So, Without a doubt in my mind. It's not, this isn't my opinion, this is just the way the no, world works. The facts, yeah. It's, yeah, this, it's a law. Absolutely. Just like, I don't know why it's so difficult for people to understand that this is a, a universal law. There's several laws in the universe. Now, do you believe in gravity? Absolutely. I believe in gravity too. If you said you did not believe in gravity and I shoved you off that balcony right there, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to hit the ground whether you believe or not. So for oh, all of you, <laughs> absolutely. So for those of you who are listening, Regardless, you want to believe these words and believe in the law of attraction or whatever you want to label it or not, it's happening. Okay? You are creating. You guys are manifesting. So either after today, you can create purposely the rest of your days and years and whatever it is your life, or you can continue to create by default. But you are creating. You are creating your life. Those around you, nothing happens by chance. There's no such thing of victim and luck. We attract everything to us, and we need to be responsible for that. If a car accident, an illness, a disease, it's all to your vibrational frequency. You know, if you're, if you're vibrating at a high frequency and you're very positive and you're, you're always at this very high level, it's very difficult to attract the opposite to yourself. Negativity, a broken nail, um, a fender bender, or even a disease, you know, a deathly illness or disease. But it's very hard for people to yeah. understand. I have a, a friend, his name is Charlie, Charlie Rocket, or CEO Charlie, and he did a talk um, that's coming out, actually, our Living Inspire video, and the whole festival is coming out soon. And he talked about quantum and, you know, the laws of physics. And writing down, he would have a notebook, and it's so true, is being able to write down. And what's funny is that you're, you're really just giving a workout plan. What you just said is a workout plan. It's like, okay, why do you want to do this? What's your goal? What's your dream? What do you want to look like? Right. And it's, it's like, it's the same thing. You just translate it to life. And I think there were three things that took away with what you just said. And this is good stuff. You know, whoever's listening to this is getting really good stuff is your frequency. You're obviously your, your, you know, with your energy, but talk about the power of the dream. I literally just talked about it to my friend today. And the dream is so powerful, but it's sometimes hard to dream because those that are around you are not dreamers. They're existers, good people, love them. But what's the difference between somebody who's existing and somebody who's dreaming? The one who's existing is living technically because they're breathing and, and they're alive and their heart is beating, but they're not living. That's not living. That's not life. They're just existing. They're just floating around. You know, you can get in the, the, the best cruise ship in the world. They have a top notch GPS. Okay. You have a captain, you have a team, you have this awesome cruise ship and this GPS. If you don't have a destination to plug into that GPS, you're just going to float around the ocean aimlessly. Yep. You know, so they're just floating around and it's going to cause, I don't know people that don't have direction, don't have a passion, don't have a dream, aren't on a positive frequency that have good lives. They usually um, 
have ailments, they get sick, physical diseases, uh, their life doesn't go well, their relationships don't go well. You know, I've never seen somebody that's like a naysayer or that's always looking at the, the bad side of things have a good life. Listen, I've seen people that are negative and, and don't really have the, the best outlook on things be, be wealthy. I've seen them have money. So when we use the word success, um, I know I'm going off on a tangent again, but when we say success, it doesn't just mean money. It's not financial well-being. In my eyes, success, the definition of success is you're doing whatever you sought out to do. So if your plan was to be a garbage man, for instance, and make X, like under six figures a year and you're doing it and you're content with that, that's success. You know, I'm yep. not sure if I even answered the question. Oh. No, you, no, yeah, yeah, no, you did. Absolutely. And I think um, that's, that's such a powerful thing because if you fertilize that, if you kind of uh, ingrain that in you, it will, it'll, it'll immerse, it'll, it'll happen. You know? And I think, I think it's also the baseline that you create in your life. Sometimes people put baselines on you. It could be organizations, could be people, could be friends, family. Uh, even like a coach can put, or a mentor could put limitations on you, not even knowing, right? Um, but when you, when you have a new baseline, it's like when I, I'm a skier, I increased my baseline this past winter going to Lake Tahoe, 11,000 feet, going down double blacks. My baseline increases. Same thing with fitness. You know, you increase your baseline every time you go into the gym, you know, higher weight, more reps, whatever it is. And if you're not increasing your baseline, then you're just kind of here where you're, you're just existing, but you're not progressing. And then the human spirit, Tony Robbins talks about this. We naturally love to progress as humans, as, as people, we love progression in relationships. It, you know, our endorphins go off as we progress, but when we don't, that's where, you know, depression comes and, and whatever it is. So we, we love progressing and nature progresses, but if we are not in line with progressing like nature does, then we're just kind of right here. So that's really good stuff with what you talked about. I loved it, man. Absolutely. People shine and, and grow when they're creating, right? I'm not, I'm not an artist by any means. I, my sister's a professional artist. My mom used to be an artist. You know, I used to re kind of refurbish. My sister's mixed media. This piece right behind me, the canvas is one of her pieces. Okay. Um, she's mixed media artist, and it's a very like American, Persian, just growing up and all the stuff that we went through. But my point is, is that like when we create, when we do something, when we build something, when we get things done, it leaves us with a, a good feeling. Yeah. Sitting around doing nothing is, is death. Yeah. And, and being a, right yeah, being stagnant and and not moving and not progressing, like you said, and moving forward. I don't care what direction you're going in. Like people say, well, you know, I'm taking a semester off because I'm not sure what I want to do, or I'm not I'm not doing it yet because I'm not sure. Don't worry, man. You don't know what you want to do. Okay, pick something, roll the dice if you have to, and go forward in one direction. It may be the wrong direction, but as long as you're propelling and you're moving forward, you're living. That's life, you're progressing. Now, oh, well, it's a waste of time if I go and study this and I realize I wanted to do No, it's not a waste of time. Because when you get up and you go to that class, you meet someone in the class. Mm -hmm. You meet the professor in the class. You learn something in the class and it, it, it rings a bell in your head. It lights up a light bulb and you realize you want to do something else. You meet someone in the class. You end up maybe marrying that person. You end up becoming a business partner of that person. So when you're moving forward and you're fighting and struggling and living and, and just the whole battle of life, you are going in the right direction, even if you think it's not the right direction, or even if you change directions in, in, in the future and go a different way, it wasn't a waste of time. It's experience. It's life. It's learning. Love it. You know?
Yeah. What are, you know, uh, Arash, we'll, we'll wrap up with a couple of questions. Um, what is your one or two top moments in life and one or two moments that, you know, really um, were tough, you know? So what were your top one or two moments in your life that you remember? And then your one or two moments that were tough for you, you know? I'd say like when I really, I really struggled with, with uh, who I was, what I was doing and making money. Once I really came into my own and started making money on my, on my own and was able to uh, help and support my family and buy my mother a new car, help out my dad, that was, I didn't realize that at the time. It was just like, it was, the, it was what I was doing and it was normal for me. It wasn't like I was doing anything extraordinary. I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have done it any other way. But now when I look back, that was probably... Uh, the most the best moment you know because it, it was like kind of full circle they my parents really struggled and came here with nothing and worked their asses off just for us to live in this country and and be in a good school district and have the american dream right um and they did the best that they could uh so being able to give them give that back to them and 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 help them and put a smile on their face that was an awesome moment for me um I mean, I've had a lot of great moments in the past few years. Uh, I've been on the Olympia stage and people always ask, what, what was it like to be on the Olympia stage? And I got to say, one of the biggest moments for me in bodybuilding was when I did the Arnold Classic, Arnold Schwarzenegger show in Ohio in 2017. Um, I got second to the Mr. Olympia, to the number one guy in the world. So I didn't beat him. I didn't win that show. Uh, but it was a very close, controversial second place. And Arnold actually got up and took a snapshot vid video selfie with me while I was posing on stage. That's awesome. So I have this video and this video went viral all over the world and Iran. And it's just, it's an awesome video. I have pictures of it. I didn't see him at the moment because there's such bright lights on my face and it's so dark down there. I didn't know what was happening. So I got off stage and people were like, how are you so composed? Arnold took a selfie. I was like, what? He did? <laughs> so that, you know, to like have this, have this, this, this God, this figure, this celebrity, this movie star when I was a kid, I never thought I would even see Arnold Schwarzenegger in the same room, let alone have him acknowledge me, acknowledge my physique and my hard work uh, as a bodybuilder, you know, and he's the godfather of bodybuilding. So I would say that that was one of the highlights of my career and my life. Hardest, the, one of the biggest hardships for me was I was ranked number two in the world. Um, and when I was ranked number two, I was like the poster boy for classic physique and people were expecting me to be number one. And then after that, I've gone down. So I went to fourth place and then fifth and then this past year, eighth place. And I know that I'm capable of more. I know that I can come back and be better. But it's a very, very difficult thing to go through, not only not being victorious and, and losing, so to speak, but also with social media. It's really, really hard. You know, everybody wants to be big in social media, but I tell people you need to be very, very secure in yourself. You have to have a strong mind and you have to have thick skin. I still have millions of fans that love me and support me. And there's a lot of people that write me off and say, oh, Arash is no good. He can't keep up with these younger guys or he needs to retire. But at the end of the day, I know deep down inside what I'm capable of not. And when it comes down to one word of next, I could say, about that is that your happiness and confidence should not depend on the opinion of others. Mm. And that's why we see so many celebrities go into alcoholism, drug addiction, and depression when the limelight, the spotlight's not on them anymore. So if I think I'm the shit and I'm the best and all this stuff because 500,000 
you know, 16 to 35 year olds say so, what does that say about me? And the day that they forget about me or I'm not in the spotlight or I don't have them following, how am I going to feel about myself? Yeah. You're, you're empty. Your fridge is, there was no food in your fridge. Exactly. So when you hear don't take things personally, we all relate that to negativity. Don't take negative things personally. No, I don't take anything personally. If someone tells you you're the best in the world, you're the best physique in the world, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. It will put a smile on my face, but I'm not going to take it that personally, let it get to my head, nor will I let the negativity. Yeah. No, that, and that's, that's so key to whatever you're doing in your life. And I think you're, what, what's great about you is you're anchored. You're anchored into your root. You're anchored into who you are. You're anchored into where you want to go. Maybe we're not always as anchored as we want. Um, and, you know, sometimes life uh, pulls you and uproots you a little bit, but you can always re-anchor yourself. And I think that's what, even the first time I met you, I'm like, he's anchored. You could tell. And I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I knew right away. And, and just being humbly anchored is, is a huge thing. You know, you can have that strength, right? And other people are like, oh, he's cocky. I'm like, no, he, he's just confident. And he, he's anchored. He knows who he is. And you can kind of, uh, I think it's an important thing to, to have that type of way. And, and it's important, you know. So what do you want to, you know, two more questions. We'll wrap up. Um, I've really enjoyed this. And I think everybody on this uh, listen to this is going to enjoy this as well. But what do you want to be remembered as? You know, what do you, you know, what do you want to be remembered as? And, and do you know, the world? I want to be remembered as, and I want to be able to influence others on the mindset. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I don't care if you're a bodybuilder or not. What we talked about in this, in this video is, is helpful to me. It's a refresher for me. You know, this is everything. This is everything. It's not just fitness. It's not just making money. I want to be remembered as, as somebody that learned a lot from others right? I have some of my own ideas and everything, but I'm not reinventing the wheel. Okay. I've, I've read books and I've studied where a lot of people aren't willing to do that. I've experienced, I put it to use. I've gone up and down and I, and I'm sharing that with people. I want to be remembered as somebody that shared what was needed in order to be successful and happy in life in any endeavor they're doing. And that's the mindset that the mindset is everything. Okay, I want to be remembered as someone that tells you that when you're training in the gym, number one thing is mindset, not the amount of sets, not the amount of reps, not the exercises that you choose to execute on that given day. It's your mindset in which you go forward with in every avenue in life that will make or break you and that will dictate who you will be in 5, 10, 15 years and you know, at the end of your life. Love it. What's wild about this conversation right now, Arash, is that two hours ago, I'm with my friend, we're, we're taking a walk, bike ride. I said, dude, I want to do a talk on mindset. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so, so look, you know, it, the law of attraction and, and, and attracting things to yourself is so wacky to, for people, but like, man, you attracted that. Yeah. This, 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 I, I do, you know, this podcast could have gone a hundred different ways. We could have focused strictly on social media and content. We could have focused strictly on, on bodybuilding, but you had that, that, that desire and that the mindset of have, uh, attracting that to yourself. And you did, yeah. you know, that's what you wanted. And that's what you got. I mean, whatever we focus on continuously is what our life is, what we get. So look at your lives today. Look at who's in your life, your relationship, your loved ones, your work, your career, and, and think about how you attracted it into your life and why. 
There's deep rooted reason for everything around us. Don't look at your life and say, oh, this sucks. I'm so unlucky. No, no, no. Ask yourself how you got here, why you attracted this to yourself. And if it's not what you want, change it. Yep. Change it today, change it tomorrow, you know, and move forward. Look, I, one thing I want to leave you with is a lot of people know everything we were talking about. It might be a refresher. Um, and that's awesome. I hope this refresh things for people. And a lot of people are new to these, these concepts and they don't know who I am. They're just like, who's this big bodybuilder talking all this stuff. Forget me, right? Forget Arash Rabar. Albert Einstein said verbatim, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality that you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So don't take it from me, guys. Take it from Albert Einstein. Match the frequency of the reality you want. You know, think about, okay, I want to have a 10,000 square foot house, two Ferraris. I want to be a famous ball player. Well, how does that person feel? What vibrational frequency are you giving off? right? Envision that, feel it till you get goosebumps and match that frequency as many times as you can a day while working towards your goals and you will reach them and you will manifest. That is the definition of manifestation. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Where can people find you? My Instagram is Arashra Bar. My YouTube is Arashra Bar. Pretty simple and straightforward. We'll put in the link as well. I appreciate and, uh, that. You know, I think with I'm sure you believe this, but with nutrition and health and mindset, you know, that's more than ever. We're so immersed with it, you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy. Uh, it's a combination of all those three. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the way. So we'll finish it off with this. We do one uh, last question before, sure. uh, uh, before we end every podcast. So this is like the, the Mecca question. You ready? Uh, so if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would Arash's billboard say? One word, one statement. So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? One word? One word or one sentence. If it was one word, I would have to say envision. Why? Because, because nothing was ever created without a vision, without that dream we spoke about, right? First, someone had the vision of creating a building before there was a skyscraper. First, someone had the vision of having a craft leave the ground before we had airplanes and helicopters. So if you want to create, if you want to be better, if you want to progress, envision. Love it. Arash, thank you so much for coming on the Simrock Life Show. Everyone's going to appreciate this. This is one of my top episodes um, and it's something that I enjoyed. And uh, your frequency is on and I know you're going to do big things. Follow him, guys. Check him out. He's got some amazing... Um, companies that he endorses, uh, great workout programs too, um, and take advantage of that. I know that's in your bio as well. So uh, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you, brother. And Thank you, brother. And we're signing out. Love you all. Have an amazing week and live to inspire. Dream big, dream often. See you guys soon.